Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. My name is Russell. No, I'm just kidding. If you've ever watched Up, that's from that. Um, here I am. Oh, sit down. Um, Mom, can you do this for me? And if I give you a thumbs up, can you move to the next one? Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to pray first. Um, uh, Father, I just thank you and I praise you for this day. I just ask God that um, you would just speak through me, Father. And I just thank you and I praise you that you desire emotional wholeness and healing, Father, in each and every one of us. And I just ask that you would have your way in our hearts, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so what we're going to be talking about today is the process of emotional healing. Um, It's something that God's been talking to me personally about, so I thought I would share it with you guys. Um, Yeah, this has just been an interesting season, I think. Um, For a while there, I was definitely resisting emotional healing, because I was like, no, this seems way too hard. We're just going to pretend everything's okay. (laughs) Um, and, you know, I don't have it all together. Like, I'm still learning, and I'm still processing things, and I'm still getting healing, and that's okay, because we're all in a process. Um, okay, okay, cool. So the first verse that we're going to look at, I just saw this, and I thought it was so cool. It said, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called out to the Lord, and he heard him, and he saved him out of his troubles. And I thought that was just really cool, because when, um, I think it's easy to tell when someone is processing something and when they're going through a hard time, just because sometimes you can just see it on their countenance and their face. Um, But as God continues to heal us and help us process those emotions and those things and past hurts and traumas, um, our faces begin to look radiant, which is one of my goals. I think that's really cool um, when people can see it on your face and just see the glory of God because you've walked through that with him. Um, So the next one, um, we're going to have to just first talk about what is healing. Um, So these are the definitions that I found online. I did not make these up. Well, the first two. Um, So the first one says, the process of becoming sound or healthy again. And then the second is to correct or put right. So um, basically correcting wrong emotions or past hurts and traumas that are currently affecting your life in a negative way, Um, putting those back in correction. And then I just felt like the Lord say, um, just to walk out the process of acknowledging and dealing with past hurts, traumas, or emotions so that wholeness can be achieved. Um, and I did underline a process, right? Because 
it's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> um, and um, the end goal is wholeness. Healing is the process. That's the point when we're working things out and dealing with things, but wholeness is the end goal. Um, so if you could go back to the first picture, Mom, because I want to show you guys. Um, I just have a note here that says, healing is a messy process. <laughs> but the outcome is beautiful. Um, so just before we start the message today and dive in a little deeper, can we just agree, just to give everybody grace, we're all processing things, we're all healing th from things. And it's sometimes really messy because we don't know how to do it in and of ourselves and we need each other. But can we all just turn to your neighbor and say, I give you grace, will you give me grace? And will you give me grace? Amen. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> and it's okay if you have extra grace required, that is okay. I know I do. Um, next slide. Yeah, the, that one. Thank you. Um, so the first point I have is, like we just said, healing takes time, and it's a process. Um, so the majority of scripture that I'll be reading today is from Psalm 107. It's a really good chapter. I'd never read it before <laughs> until <laughs> I was looking through it, and God was like, yeah, this one. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but it says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the land of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in the desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Um, you can go to the next slide, Mom. Uh, so this is just the process, right? Like something gets broken inside of us and then healing and whole. Again, that takes time. Um, often there are layers of emotions and traumas and hurts that need to be dealt with. It's not something that can just be like a one and done. Like, <laughs> all right, one session with Jesus, I'm going to be okay. Or one worship night with Jesus, I'm going to be okay. There are usually layers of things that need to be dealt with one by one. And that's okay. So don't get frustrated with yourself. Um, I was laughing as Jesus was <laughs> talking to me about this um, this week just because with everything that's happened in the last two years and things, I just remember the... <laughs> Thank you, Mom, for giving me grace. I just remember... Like, for the first year when everything was happening, I just kept saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. Nothing's getting better. <laughs> and I would be so frustrated with myself because it was like, this anger is still there. This frustration is still there. And I don't know how to fix it. And just kept getting frustrated. Um, <laughs> you can skip the next slide. I just said that and I didn't realize that I had it on another slide but it takes time and there are multiple layers <laughs> um, so the next one is that healing takes honesty and vulnerability um, 
Psalm 107, 10 through 13 says, Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners of suffering and iron chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. Um, I think God, would, he was just pointing out to me that in order to receive healing, you have to admit that you need it. Like, none of us have made it there. We are not at the destination that we need to be. We have to be vulnerable and honest with ourselves and with God. Because if we're just sitting there like, no, everything's okay, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with me. I wasn't offended when this person did that. Not at all. We, our hearts won't be ready to receive the healing. That's hardening our hearts. So we have to be willing to be honest and say, you know what? I do need healing in this area. I do need healing from this trauma that happened, and that's okay. All of us need healing in some way, shape, or form, and that's okay. Um, another note that I have was just underlining the some sat in darkness portion. Um, I just thought that was interesting because sometimes instead of facing the fact that we do need healing and being honest and vulnerable, we decide to just sit there and be like, nope, I'm not going to make a decision. I'm going to be neutral. I'm not going to say anything. And I think um, God's just been showing me over this past year that being neutral is a decision. Not doing something is a decision. You're deciding to stay where you are. It's making a choice to stay where you are rather than receiving healing. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah, that is funny. He was reminding me. I just he when I was reading this, he put up like a flashback memory of me, and I just laughed. He's like, "Do you remember when you just kept saying you were fine in the situation with your dad, and you were literally shoveling rocks every day just because you were so mad to get that anger out?" <laughs> He says, I was listening to rap and shoveling rocks, and <laughs> yeah, it did something, but I just kept saying I was fine. Like, people would ask me, are you okay? Are you doing all right? How are you doing with this? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And obviously, like, that was a big thing that happened. Like, it would be not normal if I was fine, but I wasn't willing to be honest and vulnerable at the time, and so... I shoveled rocks instead, um, <laughs> which was the bitter labor, and then I stumbled and asked for God's help, so after that, <laughs> we learned. <laughs> you can go to the next one. That was a lot of work, and several people did help me to, off, like, offer to help me move those rocks, and I just told them no, so th I think that's something that I was learning, too. You have to be willing to accept help. <clears throat> um, in line with that, I just felt like God wanted just to point out, you know, healing does take vulnerable, vulnerability and honesty, but he wants to heal us. Um, okay, thank you. Um, throughout Psalm 107, uh, there's verses at the ends that say, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. There are four verses in that chapter that say that. 
And then at the end of each section, it shows what he delivered them from. So he led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle, verse 7. He brought them out of the darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. And he stilled the storm to a whisper, and the waves of the sea were hushed. And so sometimes we don't get healed just because we believe that God doesn't want to or it's too, he's too busy or like the thing that we're struggling with or need healing with is too minuscule for him to heal. And it's like, can we just take a second to just realize and dismantle that lie that God is too busy to care? Because he doesn't want us to stay broken in any area. He doesn't want us to um, stay emotionally burdened in any area. He wants us to be whole. And I just, he's just such a good father. He's such a good father. Um, and he also wants us to obviously be whole physically and spiritually as well. But today we're talking about emotionally. <laughs> um, another verse in regards to that was just uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Um, it just says, come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take your yoke upon me and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So he's such a good dad, and um, yeah, he just wants us to be okay. Um, so the next point that I have is healing takes intentionality. And so the verse, it says, um, just again, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them for, from their distress. And then Psalm 116, 1 through 4. I wrote this on my notes, and I was supposed to do 63 because I was going to put that here, and I wrote 116, and then I was like, oh. I was like, this is even better. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> God uses our mistakes. <laughs> or it seems like a mistake, but he used it. That's what he wanted. But it says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me, and the anguish of the grave came over me, and I was overcome by distress and sorrow. And then I called and on the name of the Lord, Lord, save me. And he did. Um, so healing takes intentionality. It's not something that we can achieve in and of ourselves. Um, we need our perfect father to help us. Um, yeah, that's something I've definitely tried to do by myself, and it doesn't work. <laughs> I remember um, when everything was first going on, I didn't come to church for a while because I was like, oh, I'm a mess. Like, I just feel like a mess, and I just need to get myself together before I come to church. And that's not right. Because <laughs> we, it takes intentionality. It takes being with the Father in order for us to get healed. It's not something that we can do on our own. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> um, and then the second thing that he pointed out was that um, it's easy to let past hurts, traumas, and emotions fester, but this will cause infection to spread to other areas of your life. And if you let it fester, eventually you will cause others hurt and pain because of the hurt that you have not dealt with yet. Yeah. Um, 
just with everything, again, mom's been so patient with me over the last couple of years. I didn't want to deal with anything, and I realized, oh, you can go back up, mom. Sorry, thank you. I realize I keep doing this before I'm ready, and that's because I'm giving thumbs up. I'll do finger guns instead. <laughs> um, um, I just realizing that, like, I wasn't ready to process yet just because I was worried about a lot of other things, but I think this year God has started to help me process my emotions and deal with things, and it's been interesting. I don't like it, but it's good. <laughs> um, but I realized, like, looking back over the last couple of years, Mama has been processing all along, and she's very good at that. Um, and I'm apparently just a slow processor, which is fine. Um, but over the last couple of years, <laughs> um, I just realized that sometimes when I was feeling angry about something or I wasn't processing something and mom would ask me questions, I would lash out at her. And it wasn't that I was angry at mom or what she was saying or that she was asking questions. I was just angry because I didn't want to deal with it. And so there was something in me that I didn't want to look at. There was something in me that I wasn't ready to face yet, but it was causing mom pain because I was choosing not to deal with that hurt and frustration, and I was just pretending like it wasn't there. But obviously it comes out in other ways, whether that be anger or frustration or crying all the time. It comes out. And so it's better if we just deal with it right off the bat. This is going to be a really fast sermon, and I love you guys. Oh, cool. Um, the next one. <laughs> so healing takes community. Um, there are a few verses for this one. Uh, the first one is just carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ, Galatians 6.2. Another one is above all else, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. And I thought that one was cool because it's not even necessarily just talking about your own personal sin. It, love covers over other hurts and other things that have been done to you. And so when you're in a community that loves you and cherishes you and takes care of you and wants you to be whole, it covers over the previous sin that's been done to you. And then the last one here is, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay his life down for a friend. Um, yeah, so healing takes community. It's not something that we can do on our own and... Um, it's dangerous to try to do it by yourself. Just because, um, or at least in my experience, when I did try to do it alone, and I wouldn't talk about things, or if Jackie or mom asked me if some, I was okay, and I would say no and try to deal with it by myself, I realized I got really tired quickly. And it's exhausting. And I couldn't even process the thing that I was trying to process because I was just too tired of trying to hide it. <laughs> Um, can go to the next one here, and with that, so we need each other, um, just, and it's like that saying, like, many hands make light work, when you're willing to be honest and vulnerable, and just accept the love and help that other people in your safe community are willing to give you, it makes processing easier. Um, I just really felt like, too, God was saying that isolation only brings desolation, um, 
So isolation only brings desolation. And I looked up the meaning just because I wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, it said a state of emptiness or destruction, anguish or misery or loneliness. And so isolation, even though sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm helping these people because I'm not letting them be part of my mess, right? Sometimes that's what we think. I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to lash out at them. I don't want to get them tangled up in my mess of processing these emotions. Well, first, I know it hurt mom more when I wouldn't talk to her about things, even though I was trying to do it for the right reasons. And it also hurt me more because I wasn't able to process these things until now when I'm willing to talk about them. <laughs> um, yeah, when I wasn't willing to process things, I realized that I wasn't trusting others. And it kind of made me feel numb to a point where I had been saying that I was fine for so long that I couldn't feel anything anymore. And so I couldn't feel compassion. I couldn't feel love. I couldn't feel hurt anymore. I didn't feel angry. And it was just like just being there. And I, I don't know. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> and so I would end up hurting people more because I couldn't feel anything. So I didn't feel compassion for people when they were feeling things. I didn't feel love for people when they were irritating me. I just couldn't feel anything. <laughs> and God pointed that out and was like, hey. That's not right. I was like, okay. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and then the fifth one is just that healing takes focusing on God's goodness instead of your pain. Um, this was a verse that I looked at a lot when I was um, in Africa. And it just is Psalm 63. I love this chapter, but it says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you, and I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you, and I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, singing, with singing my mouth will praise you. Um, and during that time while I was in Africa, I had never read this verse before until I got there. That usually happens. Um, <laughs> so until I make it all the way through the Bible, God's just going to keep doing that. Um, I think there was just a lot going on where I was really hurt by some situations and I was kind of angry. But then he pointed out this verse to me, and he's like, you have to focus on me. Remember who I am. Remember who I am and what I've done for you, and I will get you through this. Like, it's not about what's going on around you. It's not about what they've done to you. Even though it seems like it's not fair, I've got you, and I'm holding you in my hands, and that's all that matters. Um. So um, first, we're going to, next, we're just going to talk about a little bit, um, what are the effects of unattended wounds from my experience? Don't be like, <laughs> learn from my mistakes. <laughs> I am here so you don't have to be. <laughs> um, so the first one is that bitterness can grow. 
and each of these I'm going to share a little bit of my how I experienced that so you actually know that it's true and I'm just not making something out of the wazoo. <laughs> so bitterness can grow. And I think this is the biggest one that has happened. Um, so obviously when everything happened, I was pretty angry at my dad. But that kind of just like flew, like flowed and spilled into like all men. So I was just angry at all men. And I'm being honest, like I love you guys. And <laughs> you guys are great. But for a while there, I think Jackie remembers, I would just say very negative things about men. Um, yeah. <laughs> all good things. Like I've worked through that basically now and I'm mostly just mad at my dad. Um, so, <laughs> but it's just, it's funny how when you don't deal with things, it definitely affects the rest of your life and it affects the way that you see other people who didn't necessarily do things to you. And Gab was just showing me at that, like, Cammy, that's not right. They haven't done anything to you. <laughs> And even though your dad did do things to you, you need to love him still and not be bitter. So that happens. Um, constant anxiety is another thing. If wounds are left unattended. Um, yeah, just uh, past trauma and things that you've seen in your life, it spills into current relationships. Um, so you'll be worrying about things, not because the person that you're with is necessarily doing anything to make you feel that way. It's just because you're scared because of what you've seen in your past. Um, <clears throat> anger and frustration that will cause you to lash out at unrelated things. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> um, well, I did this to mom, but I also, it happened probably with Jackie and Max. Um, probably most with Max, my poor baby. But... My dog. You know, sorry. Um, my dog, sometimes he gets really excited and does, he's a puppy, so I have to remember that sometimes. But I realized that when I was processing something not well um, and I was trying to just keep everything in instead of actually processing that emotion, Max would do something simple or just minuscule. And I would just be so frustrated and angry, and I didn't know why. And it was because I wasn't processing the thing that was actually making me frustrated. And then the next one is a desire to isolate will service, surface. So again, I didn't want to be at church because I first didn't feel like people could understand, and it was better that if I got better before I came to church. Um, just because, I don't know. The enemy lies to you. He tries to get you by yourself all the time, and it's not good. Yeah, because it's easier for him to attack you when you're alone. It's easier for him to tell you the lies and for you to believe them when you're by yourself because there's no one around you encouraging you. Thankfully, when I wasn't going to church, I had Jackie because she lives with me. We love Jackie. She's my best bud. My compadre. Anywho. Um, and then the next ones, there's a couple more. So like I said earlier, I couldn't feel anything. So depression is an effect of unattended wounds. 
Mom keeps telling me to put this up to my face, and I forget. Um, so I put up walls so thick that I couldn't feel anything anymore, whether that be love or compassion or anger or sadness or hurt. And I had to, it took me a while to unwind that and to be able to feel things. And I have a great testimony. I can feel everything now. I cry all of the time, and it's great. <laughs> Good tears. <laughs> It's just because I held it in for so long. So Jackie will be coming home, and I'm like, tears are just, and she just like, she's like, all right, she's having a moment. Let's just <laughs> go that way. <laughs> um, the next one is inability to trust those that truly care for you and inability to be authentic with those around you. So when people who I knew loved me, like mom or Jackie, asked if I was okay, I would lie. Um, because I was scared to be a burden, and I was scared that they wouldn't know what to do with my hurt, or they wouldn't know what to say, and that it would end up making things worse. So I wasn't being authentic. I was wearing a mask, which is also very dangerous to do, just because we're a family here, and family doesn't, they don't lie to each other. And if you're having a bad day, you be honest about it so that you can get some healing and get some prayer, because you can't do it by yourself. <laughs> um, and obviously, you don't want to unload everything onto everybody all the time. I just want to preface that. If, you know, yeah, there are things to share, but and we can pray and everything, and that's so good. But sometimes, like, I went to therapy. I needed professional help just because there was just so much that I was trying to process, and that is absolutely okay. I'm like 100% an advocate for getting professional help when you need it, um, just because, you know, it's wearing sometimes on other people if you're unloading it all of the time, and it, then it becomes not helpful for you either. So I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> um, and so the last one is just it leaves room for comfortable sin, I called it, to enter in. So moving back into old patterns and things like that um, as a distraction from dealing with your hurt. <laughs> um, mine, I liked to drink a little bit more than I should have um, at the time when I was not wanting to process things. And I would blame it on my Irish blood, but I was just... <laughs> it wasn't that. I was just really trying not to deal with things, and so I didn't want to feel it. I'm just being honest. This is what happened. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of things, negative things that will happen if we're not willing to deal with our pain and our hurt and our emotions. Um, and when we do deal with it, just know that it will be messy. It's a really messy process. But that's okay, and the people who love you will give you grace. They might tell you how it is, but we will give you grace. <laughs> and that's what family does. Um, then the last one here is, what does wholeness look like? I loved this verse. It just says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So wholeness looks like absolute joy and peace and hope and love and complete trust in him.
which is something that we all desire, right? It's something that we all have. So just a good fact here. If you're not feeling these things, you probably need to process some stuff. This <laughs> is a red flag right there. <laughs> so maybe just keep that list with you in your wallet. And if you start like losing one of these things, just know <laughs> there's something to process there. <laughs> and that's okay. That is absolutely okay. It's better to deal with it than to hide it. Am I right? Am I right? All right. <laughs> so that was a very short sermon, but we have activation. Um, so, Matt's, are you playing music? Thumbs up. Thank you, sir. Um, so I just felt like there were a couple of things that you can choose from, it, whatever the Holy Spirit asks you to do, but... You can ask the Holy Spirit if to show you any underlying hurts in your heart where healing may need to take place. Because sometimes we don't know, right? We don't know until something sets us off or triggers us. That has happened to me several times. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Um, so just ask him if there's anything hiding. Um, and if he does bring anything up, you can ask him to help you lay those hurts at Abba's feet. If memories of past hurt are coming up, um, walk through that with him and ask him what he has to say about it. And then ask Abba to take the place where that past hurt was and to fill it with himself to make it whole. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey because God is good and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.